Attention all personnel, this is the test control coordinator. We welcome you to the static test of launch board systems motor ST1. Prepare for countdown. T minus 60 seconds. High speed digital operators start the VT1432 recording system. T minus 40 seconds. T minus 30 seconds. You're watching NASA Edge. Launch Big show. <laughs> First show of 2010, actually. First show of 2010. Uh, Absolutely. Guys, how you doing? Doing Pretty great. Good. good to be back in studio again. Yeah. Comfortable. It's a little cool. That's why I've got the jacket, but I'm feeling good. Yeah. I think it's warm in here. Yeah, which is kind of odd. But anyway, uh, we, do, we, we do, <laughs> do have a great show today. And what are we going to talk about, Chris? We're going to talk about the launch abort system. The Orion launch abort uh, system. Good, good clarification. Which is part of? Yeah. Uh, the Constellation program. That's right. In fact, we have a jam-packed show today, Franklin. Uh, we're going to be looking at the different components of the launch abort system. What is the launch abort system, or LAS? That's LAS, Franklin Launch Abort System. Yeah. At Los Angeles. We found that in our past years of covering the different tests, that there are a lot of young engineers working on the launch abort system, and we're going to meet some of those today. Sure. And then finally, we have a treat. We have uh, Kevin Rivers, who's the project manager for the launch abort system. In which studio. Is, in studio, which is based here at NASA Langley Research Center. Uh, we'll be here to uh, give us an update what's been going on since those tests. Well, I, I don't want to just push things along, but I'm really curious. We need to know what the launch abort system and I is. I think uh, Brian, from Orbital had a chance to take us right along the launch abort system and explain all the different components. Yeah, we actually got a tour of it during a test. That's so right. let's take a look. Cool. Well, what we're doing today is uh, performing what's called a modal test. And what we're, we're trying to do is find out uh, basically how stiff or how flexible the vehicle is. And that's important to the guys that are trying to fly the vehicle. So essentially, it's a vibration test. Exactly. Yeah. This is the adapter cone, adapter cone right. is what it's called. And this would attach to the uh, crew module. Right. Okay. And for this test, the crew module actually is important. And so we have this crew module simulator here. Okay. It's uh, about 17,000 pounds of steel uh, just welded together. And it simulates the mass of the crew module. Gotcha. Right, not the look of the crew module. No, because I did not recognize it at all. Ugly. Yeah. It's pretty Well, it's utilitarian but functional. That's right. That's right. Now the next section you have here, of course, is the abort motor. Right. Okay. So the adapter cone comes up here. Uh, it actually handles uh, up to three quarters of a million pounds of force. This motor is exactly like the flight motor, except the uh, there's no propellant in it. We use rubber in it to get the same mass. Right. But. Uh, you, we don't want to take the risk here and just ground well, test. Plus, with all the vibration and stuff too, you don't, you know, you don't want to take unnecessary risk. Uh, did you feel that, Chris? I did. Because actually, you don't see it shake much, but literally, you could feel it on that last one up here. You, and I you think see he's the, getting a little worried. I, I, I think. Well, yeah. <laughs> so basically, from here up to here is the the jettison motor. Okay. And w what we do is. When we do an abort and we're finished with a launch abort system, or in the event of a, a, 
what we hope to be always a normal launch. Right. We got to get this thing off so the, uh, the crew module can continue to orbit. So that's what this is used for. Um, the propellant is in here, and then there are four nozzles. Uh, you can see one covered by uh, some plastic, again, to keep water out. And, right. and other nesting things animals and nesting. again. Right. So that's interesting. So you've got the abort motor with the solid propellant down the, sort of like a reverse flow. Exactly. All right. And then, so for this jettison motor, you just have a very small amount of propellant. That's right. Okay. It's on the order of 600 pounds, uh, about 40,000 pounds of thrust. Again, it's, it doesn't take a lot to get it off the vehicle and out of the way. Because it's not carrying the mat. That's exactly. 17,000, right. exactly. what's it, 17,000 17, pounds? Right. Uh, yeah, so you're carrying much less. Perfect. Okay. It's like you guys actually planned this. It, 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 it's just genius, isn't it? It's, it's so simple yet <laughs> And then of course we have the attitude uh, control motors here. And what you see, we've got eight valves. Uh, here they're simulated, but on the real thing, there are eight valves that actually will um, allow hot gas, 3,000 degree Fahrenheit gas to, to come out of the various nozzles. And we can tell it to, uh, for example, if we want to pitch the vehicle in a certain direction, what we actually do is about uh, halfway through the abort is flip around right. so that the, the launch abort system comes off and we leave the crew module flying heat shield forward exactly. ready for entry. Now, now, for each of these motors, you know, from uh, the abort motors to jettison and attitude control thrusters, are you using the same type of solid propellant for each one? Very similar. Very similar. Each one has different uh, recipes, but essentially it's the same, same material. Yeah. Recipes, that's an interesting yes. term. So you got like people in a, in a sort of rocket kitchen oh, formulating yeah. their... There, there is a science to cooking. Yeah, yeah. that's there, true. That's We've right. learned that. That's <laughs> true. So rocket science to cooking. Yeah. On the abort motor, they have this huge mixer. They put all the, the uh, materials in there. And what they did is they took the design for a bread mixer from a, from a kitchen and they scaled it up and that is how they mix their propellants. Did they did they toss it like the, the like, pizza dough? And, no. Okay. No, 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 okay. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, can't get them all right. Well, the cool thing about this is this is probably the most uh, the state-of-the-art launch abort system ever ever made. I mean, we're actually seeing the, the, right. the, the first model here. That's right. Yeah. And they let me in. Now, now, are you going to be the one that actually pushes the button I for wish. The I wish. I wish. No. Do they have an in-house lotto for that, or how does that work? The computer always wins. <laughs> You're a part of something that is going to save the crew's lives, but hopefully will never be used. That's right. And, and, and in that capacity, but it will be jettisoned, of course, but I mean, in terms of, of an actual abort, I mean, that's... Right. You know, that's something that really hit home with me in the very beginning is that, that we will probably save the lives of the crew at some point. We hope it's never used, but history has shown us that it's very probable that this will be used someday, and, and to know that when that crew comes back, you know, I think about their kids, uh, you know, and I'm responsible for right. uh, bringing their parents home to them. That's very rewarding to me. Wow, that was a pretty interesting segment. Brian had a lot to uh, share with you guys. You know, I, it's just amazing to me to think that all these components are involved in the launch abort system. I mean, there are how many motors on there? Well, lots of motors. Lots of motors, parts of other motors. Just, uh, it's a motor fest. It's, it's, it's like a, a muscle car convention. Well, well, don't forget, you have the abort motor, 
Mm -hmm. The Jettison motor right. and the attitude control motors. Yeah, which is actually a collection of motors. And then the other's four. But, but, but remember, guys, this is the system that's going to protect the astronauts in case something happens either at the pad or on ascent. Or the real threat of one. That's right. And that's that's the key. So uh, tell you what, let's take a break. And then when we come back, uh, we're going to talk about uh, some of the engineers that are actually working on the launch abort system, some of the young engineers. And all these systems, how they kind of come together, how they how they all have been brought to, to the, where they are now. Hey, you're watching NASA Edge. An inside and outside look at all things NASA. Four, three, two, one. Hey, welcome back to NASA Edge. Yeah, and, and continuing our discussion of the Orion Launch Abort System, uh, the, the big question that I had coming out of our last segment, hearing Brian's explanation was great, but, you know, like there was the, the motor test out at ATK, which is one, one place out in Utah, and then right. the, the modal test at Orbital, which is in Northern Virginia. So all these things are happening kind of all over the place. And I'm just thinking, how does all this come together? How does this all fit together so that it will be the launch abort system? It's just like building a football team, you know? You gotta, you gotta get your best receivers coach, you gotta get your best <laughs> defensive coordinator, and you gotta pull them all together, and that's how you come up with a, a good, winning, strong team. That's true. That's actually a great point. You know, in, in terms of looking at for NASA for the launch abort system, you know, the project uh, management is actually here at NASA Langley Research Center. Right. And then, of course, we have a prime contractor, which is which is Lockheed Martin. Yeah. All right. And then also uh, we have ATK as a, as a uh, subcontractor with Orbital, and there's other contractors below them. So uh, we have a lot of people working on this particular piece of hardware. I'm just confused. Is it the NFC East or is it the AFC or, <laughs> no, you know, no, are there NASA's any undrafted uh, picks? In NASA there? just put together a team of ringers. Well, actually, that's an excellent point, Franklin, because we actually met some of these people, that these team, uh, these players, if you will, right. that are on the team out at, out, at, out at ATK and at Orbital. And they did a pretty good job of just, I mean, you get a sense that they're they're in there getting their hands dirty and, and really progressing uh, but nicely. Just, but just like the, 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 the football teams, yeah. right? Yeah, you get your veteran engineers, and then you have to draft some young engineers. That's right. You know, for the team because you have to kind of you know got to uh, mentor them along so they become eventually veterans. Well, well clearly NASA's confident to play some rookies. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. we had a chance to talk to some of the young engineers that are working on the launch abort system. Yeah. yeah, and before we roll the video, note one thing about these engineers, these younger engineers and whatnot: no slide rules. I didn't see one slide rule. Check it out. Right now we're uh, doing a test on the launch abort system configuration uh, to see what uh, the natural frequency is of the, uh, of the vehicle. It's important that we uh, are able to correlate our analysis models with the actual as-built configuration. So basically what we're going to be doing here and is shaking the vehicle, taking a lot of measurements, and we'll be correlating that with uh, our math models and analysis models to make sure that all of our predictions are accurate. And we want to make sure that this particular launch abort system doesn't match the natural frequency of, of, this, of, the, of the spacecraft. That's, that's exactly right. Uh, the, the launch abort system has, has its own natural frequency. Right. All structures do. And uh, you want to make sure that that frequency doesn't couple with the launch vehicle or the spacecraft. That's kind of like when uh, you hit the, wrong, the, the right note and the glasses shatter. Exactly, that, and yeah, I'm sure you've exactly. done that. That's a good analogy. <laughs> yeah. Now, when you assemble the, uh, the launch abort system here, uh, did you start from the, from the adapter cone and work your way up? or? Um, we actually started, made the abort motor to the jettison motor first. The abort motor is sitting on one adjustable dolly okay. and one fixed dolly. Okay. So you want to made it to the jettison motor because that's also on the adjustable dolly. 
that way, if those two are mated, um, we can lower the fixed dolly and we can adjust the entire structure to the oh, adapter gotcha. ah, Interesting. Yeah. Test director in only six months? Yeah. How do you get to be test director of a modal test in six months? I don't know. I just got really lucky. He's, he's, he's only a co-host. It's been almost two, over two years. <laughs> so what's good. that involve in terms of uh, being a test director? I mean, what do you have to, to go through in terms of checklist? A lot of what I did was like planning type stuff. Like right. um, I had to make sure that all of our test plans are all worked out and they've, everyone who needs to review them has seen them and we all agree that um, this is, these are the things we're planning on doing. This is the way we're going to do it. And um, these are the steps we're going to take and make sure everyone is in agreement that these are things we really can and want to be doing. I'm a propulsion engineer working on the abort motor, which right. is the main motor on the launch abort system. So Heather, uh, we've done some research on you, uh, and we noticed that you uh, played basketball. Yeah, I did. I played for two years uh, as a forward at a, a Division II school huh. called Colorado School of Mines. Now, how does being a propulsion engineer compare to being a forward on a basketball team? You know, there's a, there's a lot, of, lot of similar qualities between the two. Um, okay. Everyone on a team, a basketball team, has a different position and plays a different role on the team. And right. it's really the same thing even in engineering and, and on the Orion program because everyone has a different skill and a different quality that they can offer to the right. team. So, any um, bench clearing brawls uh, come up on the uh, engineering side? Any of that at work? You know, yeah. yeah, I haven't been able to use those skills yet. I'm still oh, working on no that. Technical fouls or anything? Technical yeah, fouls. Like everybody, yeah. drop your protractors and go to your corners yeah. and come out fighting. None of that. No. No. Yeah, but no, I haven't. So tell me, Franklin, do you think uh, Blair can dunk on Heather? No, he, he, he's not even close. <laughs> hey, Franklin and I, first of all, Heather and I had an opportunity uh, to get a, I actually challenged her in basketball one-on-one. -on -one, to a game old, of Orion. Yeah, to a game of Orion out at ATK. But unfortunately, the schedule's conflicted. So I've been uh, stepping up my game. Franklin's been showing me some pointers. To, uh, she's in trouble if we ever meet again. All right, Franklin, get ready for a big move. Here it comes. Yeah, and by the way, Heather, if you're out there watching the show, and I know you do, uh, game on next time we meet. Well, I tell you what, uh, I think... Oh, wait, uh, no, and you had an interesting observation. What's that? Uh, the pockets. Oh, the pockets. Oh, yeah. I, you know, we had these ATK and uh, orbital, uh, what, what do you call them, smocks? Yeah, our, yeah, I'm trying to think of a more manly word, but it's just not The happening. pockets were cool, because how often do you find yourself in this position with your hands in the pocket? <laughs> oh, we walk around all the time. You know, I, I really like... The outfit. I mean, just the lab coats. The lab coats, yeah. and I mean, you find your your hands in in the perfect position. How many hours a day are you in this position? In this position? Yeah, walking around. <laughs> this is a part of uh, safety. Keep your hands away from touching any of the hardware. <laughs> yes. The way the pockets were designed into smocks, it was just at the right angle in the right position. I mean, you just I felt like a doctor the whole time. Pencils are key. Yeah. Too. <laughs> doctor. 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 That's serious for yeah. a couple minutes. Is that? These young engineers, just imagine, they're working on a multi-million dollar piece of hardware. It's quite a rookie class NASA has out there. Yeah, and then of course, uh, well, Henry, I wouldn't put Henry in, into that class, because okay, like I said, you said he's Brett Favre of, <laughs> of the people that we interviewed. Yeah, I mean, you know, he's seasoned. He's a little yeah. more seasoned, you know? Yeah. I, I wonder if they're getting there every year. I wonder if Henry's going to retire. <laughs> <laughs> but he could lead his team to victory. Yeah, I'm sure he probably hey, will. Hey, you never know. Just think what these young engineers are doing now. Uh, for when we, you know, eventually when we go back to the moon, to Mars and beyond, or to another asteroid. And, and Franklin, you saw, you can hear the enthusiasm. They're they're excited about being part of the space program and about what what eventually will become our return to the moon. Right. And I'm sure this is exactly what it looked like uh, with your veteran engineers now. What they look like at back 
during the beginning of the you know the power program right you know they were all excited fresh out of school engineers just working on a project and you know these 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 kids are going to be working on this project probably for the rest of their lives mm-hmm. let's hope so because right. they're quality folks. You can't let them get away. You know, you got to lock them up with a long-term deal. <laughs> <laughs> but I tell you what, uh, I understand. Uh, just heard Ron in my earpiece that Rivers is 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 here. He's ready to go. And so uh, let's go ahead and take a break. And when we come back, we'll get an update on the launch and board system and, and see where we're heading. Where it is currently. Currently and, and the future. The next few months. Okay. All right. You're watching NASA Edge. An inside and outside look at all things NASA. T-minus 15 seconds. T-minus 10, Welcome back to NASA Edge. Hey, we have in the studio today Kevin Doc Rivers, the program manager for LAS. I like that, Doc. Doc? Yeah, well, we've been mixing our sports metaphors a lot here today. And also, do not be thrown by the incredibly hot-looking smock that I'm wearing. These are the ones that Chris talked about with the perfect pocket. So this was in, this was in your honor. How did you get a hold of one? I can't really talk about that. Um, but uh, ATK, don't worry, it will be returned to you. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm going to call Trina right after the no, show. No, no, yeah, no, call yeah, Trina. Yeah. She won't let me come back. So Kevin, thank you for coming uh, on the set with us this, uh, this morning. Well, Chris, thanks for having me. It's yeah. good, good to be uh, here. We, you know, over the uh, course of the show, we've been talking about the launch abort system and, and kind of giving a look at a couple of the tests over the past year. But we want to know what's what's been going on with the LAS uh, recently and, and as we look towards the future as well. The main focus that we've been uh, emphasizing over the last year, of course, has been trying to develop our attitude control mode. Motor, ACM. Mm-hmm. Uh, the ACM is the motor that's on the very t- tip, tip of the uh, very tip yep. of the launch abort system. Uh, this is the motor that actually drives the launch abort system uh, through the tra- trajectory that it flies in the event that we have to abort. Which was confusing for me when I heard attitude control. I sort of had flashback to many disciplinary moments <laughs> that I went through in my life. But what, what does that actually mean? Uh, the attitude control. Well, attitude as in orientation, gotcha. not okay. attitude as in Bad you know. Attitude. Bad attitude. Yeah. <laughs> well, let, let, let me get get this straight here. I just want to clarify for the for, for the audience out there. Uh, you have three sets of motors. You've got the the abort motor, which is the one that you see here, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And then yep. you have the jettison motor, and then the attitude control motor. That's right. Now, if in case there is an abort, either at the pad or an ascent, uh, the first motor that will fire off is the abort motor. That's correct. Okay. So, uh, in the event that there was uh, some kind of uh, anomaly that was sensed by the um, system in the Orion that makes the decision whether or not to abort. The abort motor would light and then uh, immediately after that the, the attitude control motor would engage and uh, and then begin to direct the, uh, the vehicle as it's accelerated away from the rocket uh, onto the, an appropriate trajectory so that it can can move out, get away from the explosion or, or event that's occurred and then re- it actually also reorients the vehicle so you know it's flying away from the rocket and then and then it'll turn the re- rocket around so that it can prepare to eject the capsule out of the out of the bottom of it, and then then the jettison motors would actually fire off, and that yeah, launch abort system would, would shoot off. Right. And, Once yeah. it's reoriented and ready to go, then the jettison motor fires, and then and that releases the capsule off to safety. Off to safety. What is the response time for that system to react? 
uh, compared to that of like uh, an impact of a car and like an airbag would deploy? I, I would as- assume it's a little faster than an airbag deploying, but it's, it's like milliseconds for, for it to actually uh, begin to work. Yeah. Wow. Now, now, is this something... Uh, milliseconds to a thrill ride that you won't forget. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Now, I, I, out of those three motors, I understand that the, the attitude control motors, that's the, like an engineering novelty. It's, it's one of a kind. Yeah, actually, the, um, there are eight valves going around the periphery of the, of the rocket. Uh, each one of those valves can be opened or closed at the same time. And this is, this is a one of a kind. It's the first of its kind. It's not the first solid rocket. It is a solid rocket motor. Um, as the other motors are, and we do that so that we can try and be uh, relatively environmental because the liquid systems that we might use are hazardous. And if we don't use this system, it gets dumped into the ocean. We don't want to be poisoning the ocean. So, wow. so anyway, we do this with a solid, which, which is pretty inert. It's green. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah pretty. <laughs> but there are, there are motors like this in existence, but they're smaller. There's nothing been, uh, ever been built of this thrust class, oh, wow. which is about 7,000 pounds of thrust in any one direction. Um, it's, it's at least an order of magnitude bigger than anything else that's ever been built. So it's been a very complicated motor. Uh, I would even say difficult. But you've had some successful tests with that motor. Yes, we have. Actually, you know, we performed a lot of hot fire tests where we actually took one valve and, and fired it. Uh, and then uh, most recently in December of 2009, we actually fired a development motor, which is a full-scale test, a full-scale motor with all eight valves. They were all active and operating. Uh, essentially, what we were doing is we were demonstrating that we could command thrust in any direction, to, that it's thrusting on one side and then flipping to the other side. And then the test actually concludes with a really neat uh, round robin demonstrating all of the valves operating at their, at their full thrust uh, capability. And it actually looks a little bit like a lawn sprinkler or a flamethrower, you know, when you watch it because, you know, it actually you actually see the plumes moving around the motor uh, during a test. It's really neat to see. What's up next for the uh, LAS testing uh, system? Okay, so uh, all of this has been leading to what we're calling Padabort 1, which is the next uh, flight, to, the first flight test for Orion. Um, and most of our work, obviously, has been focused on, on developing the hardware that we need to do that test, like the attitude control motor, uh, as well as just getting ready to meet, be sure that we're going to have a successful test. So we've spent a lot of time, and most recently in, in the last couple of months, focusing on verifying that the design actually is going to perform uh, as, we, as we designed it. That is so cool. And we're going to be there at, at the White Sands Missile Range to cover Paddleboard 1. Yeah, and this is kind of, it's kind of interesting because when you when that test takes place, you're testing not just one system, but obviously three, you know, all three stages yes. in, in right. one test, which will be quite impressive. Well, cool. Well, Kevin, thank you very much for uh, taking the time to come out here today. I know you're a very busy man, and uh, we can't wait to Paddleboard 1 coming up later this year. And you'll be at Paddleboard 1, correct? Yeah, I'll be there. look forward to talking to you there. Well, we'll talk That'll to you then. Great. great. Hey, you're watching NASA Edge. An inside and outside look at all things NASA. That should be fantastic. That ACM is pretty cool. Yeah, technology. it is. Can Blair, can Blair get a ride? <laughs> I hope so. <laughs>in your you know 40 50 60 plus years with the agency depending on you know what what are some defining moments in your career working with Orville Wright was, no, <laughs> was uh, the high spot of my career and uh, incidentally I, it, he said it, the same thing about you <laughs> <laughs> but we were always very close <laughs>